Previously on the Black and Blue Report. Kind enough to come over from his uh, luxurious digs is Mike Triplett from ESPN.com. There's been so many 2006 references that I've never heard before coming mm-hmm. out of this team. As in, we're building from scratch. A lot of the same players are still here, but they, they need to build this team from the ground up again. Well, Pelican small forward Quincy Pondexter was out and about in the community on Tuesday. Uh, he loves doing that, and he's been kind enough to join us here on the Black and Blue Report. Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't a bad year last year. It was it was an amazing year, and it was our, our duty to bring everyone back. Now, from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It's the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. And greetings again from the Greenbrier in West Virginia and Saints Training Camp 2015 presented by Verizon. Glad you're with us on the podcast today with John DeShazer. I'm Sean Kelly. We've got a great show for you. We're going to hear from Mark Ingram today, Eric Gordon on the basketball side, and, of course, John, we're going to talk about day one of training camp, the first full practice here for the New Orleans Saints. And, uh, you know, by all respects, uh, as far as first days go, not bad. Pretty crisp out there. Yeah, you wanted to see some good work, and especially uh, with the elements deteriorating a little bit with a little bit of rain and the fields got slick. But for the most part, it was pretty uh, crisp and pretty clean, and uh, I think that's one of the things that Coach Payton was, was pleased with. What stood out? I mean, I know it's hard. First of all, your eyeballs have got to get used to watching football practice again with so many guys in for camp. But now that it's been a few minutes since practice, what started to, what starts to stand out for you? Well, what jumped out for me was uh, some individual play, and, that was, and specifically Keenan Lewis, the cornerback. Uh, you know, Keenan made a very, very acrobatic, nice interception. We saw him have a couple of pass breakups. We also say, saw him give up a big play to Nick Toon, about a 50-yard touchdown. But you know what? That kind of bespeaks of what this defense is going to be about. These corners are going to be up on the line. They're going to play a lot of bump and run. They're going to make a lot of plays, but they're also going to give up some plays. He and Brandon Browner. So I think that's what stood out with me. You see the aggression of the cornerbacks already. You see these guys up on the line. So if they don't get the proper jams and if they don't get their hands on these guys the way they're supposed to, they can give up a big play. But if he and Brandon Browner and the rest of that cornerback core do what they expect to do and what they hope to do, then they can make a lot of big plays in that secondary. Yeah, no doubt about it. Helmets only, by the way, today. And as John mentioned, there was some rain. Uh, it was overcast for the uh, most part the rest of the way, and they did cut things short, I think, because of the way practice went today. Um, I know it's early. Um, we used the word intrigue yesterday about a lot of different position groups and some key spots on this football team. And again, I say it's early, but if there's one thing I did notice myself today was there's going to be some rather healthy competition out there at certain key spots. I didn't see anybody um, set themselves back or put themselves way ahead in any fashion in the first couple hours of training camp. Well, I think one of the positions you, you got to be talking about is wide receiver. Those guys are in a dogfight. I mean, you've got Brandon Cooks, who's fairly established. Marcus Colson's on the PUP list right now, but we know he's got a spot. But from Nick Toon on back, all the rest of those guys are in a dogfight for those spots. Uh, we keep on talking about our guys, Shontavious Jones and Brandon Coleman, but they're in a dogfight with everybody else out there because, I mean, you've got your Josh Morgans and you've got your Jalen Saunders as guys who are pretty much forgotten, but guys who have a lot of ability. So I don't know what the Saints are going to do at receiver because somehow or another these guys have to separate themselves from one another with limited reps because when Marcus Colson comes back, even though they're going to dial back on him, that's going to be some reps that they don't get. So I don't know how these guys are going to separate but when they get an opportunity, they better show up big. Yeah, I didn't even know who Willie Sneed was. And, <laughs> and he made some plays today that I thought 
not a bad first day for a guy that I didn't even know when he walked on the field. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, they've got some unknown guys, and Willie Sneed, one of the guys you just mentioned, we saw some speed out of him, some ability to turn the corner and take it upfield, some ability to separate and make some acrobatic catches in traffic. So you're talking about some guys who are really going to have to do some special things to kind of establish themselves and stand out. Mark Ingram looked like Mark Ingram. C.J. Spiller is going to be fun to watch. And Tim Hightower turned a few heads today. Yeah, Tim Hightower looks like he's really, and, and Drew Brees specifically mentioned Tim Hightower. Now, Kyrie Robinson usually has been the assumed number three guy, but we know that Tim Hightower has some pretty nice years and games with the, with the Arizona Cardinals. So he's a guy who is NFL ready. He has played in the NFL. He's got the experience. We know that he's been in some systems where he knows how to pass block. He's got some experience on him. So he's not going to be a guy who's just going to give away a position, the running back position behind Mark Ingram and behind C.J. Spiller. Again, that could be some dog fights. We assumed Kyrie Robinson was going to be the guy at number three, but now we can't be so sure about anything. Kenny Vaccaro's post-practice press conference today was a different Kenny Vaccaro than we've seen the first two seasons mature. Um, and on the field, John, he looks healthy. And, and now that I look back on last season, I think health had something to do with the way that his second year was maybe less spectacular than his first. Well, I think it had a lot to do with it. I mean, he's one of those guys who the way he plays, he's never going to be 100% healthy anyway. But I think also, I think you see a guy who's a, who has a little bit more humility. He had that bust-out freshman season, that rookie season, where he was all everything and he played so well in that defense, you know, especially when they asked him to go in the box and play the nickel and, you know, shifted him down to linebacker from time to time. But last year, you know, you couple with the injuries, with the busted assignments, and then at one point during late in the season, he even got the where he didn't even start. So I think a lot of those things can serve to humble a guy and kind of make him go back to his roots, which is what this team wants to do in a lot of ways. They want to get back to who they've been. And I think Kenny Vaccaro is trying to get back to who he's been. Let's end this segment on Drew Brees. What did you see at practice? What did you hear after practice from him at the podium? Well, he's Drew. I mean, he is who he is, man. There's not one step back that he's going to take. He's going to take every rep that he can take. He's going to take it as serious as he possibly can take it. Uh, he was pretty accurate. Well, not pretty accurate. He is extremely accurate out there today, which you expect out of Drew Brees. You expect ex excellence out of him, even when he has a quote-unquote down season like last year. But statistically, you look at the numbers and you're like, you know, everybody would take one of these kinds of seasons. So you see that out of him. You hear the confidence in him because he's a guy who has ultimate confidence in himself and for good reason. You know, if you put in the preparation that he puts in and you have the performances behind you that he has, then you've got to be confident in yourself. You're not going to feel like, you know, the aging process is really doing a whole lot to you. He said he's a guy who doesn't make concessions to age right now. In fact, he's adding to his preparation routine to try to find out everything he can possibly find out to get better. So, you know, we saw of Drew Brees what we pretty much expect to see of him. Well, those are our first takeaways from practice number one as John and I stand here on the sidelines of the uh, Saints practice fields. The grass um, it looks great, by the way, and they'll be on the turf later on for the uh, walkthrough later this afternoon. We're going to take our first break. Still to come, though, Eric Gordon, a great conversation with him on the Pelican side. But coming up next, uh, a, a, a fun visit, a fun visit and an insightful one from Mark Ingram. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. 
If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Well, Mark Ingram joins us here on day one, and that's exactly what it was. Day one. Day How one. would you characterize day one? Um, day one, it was good. You know, we came out, it was a little uh, little rainstorm. But, um, you know, sometimes we, when we're playing outside games, you might have to deal with, uh, you know, inclement weather. So um, we pushed through it, cleared up towards the end of practice, and I think we had a great first day. Seems like you guys handled the rain pretty well. I mean, for a while there, it was coming down. Yeah, it was coming down, but, I mean, what can you do? It's not like we have an indoor, and you know we're not going in or calling practice. So, you know, you just have to push through it, man. It's just like uh, I remember Carolina a few years ago, we played in something like that, like a, like a tsunami or something. It was just coming down everywhere. But, um you know, it's just part of football. You know, you have to, might have to play in rain, snow, hot, whatever it may be. You just have to be able to adapt, and uh, that's what we did today. Look, you know more about this than I do, but it seemed pretty crisp for a first day. Yeah, it was clean. Um, we had a great yesterday, or our reporting day. Um, we had great meetings. We had guys that had great conditioning tests, and we just kind of set the expectation. Coach Payton did a good job of setting our expectations. Um, guys have to come out here and do their job. We have to be clean. We have to be crisp. We have to know what we're doing. We have to be smart. Um, we can't be having mental assignments. So um, we all came out here focused today, uh, trying to improve, trying to get better. And every day, we have to, every, every man has to set a goal of coming out here and getting better. And that's what's going to ultimately help us win games. Mark, tell me more about that tone that Coach Payton's trying to set. Is, is it different? Do you feel that way? I just feel like we just have to pay more attention to detail. He's telling us we have to pay more attention to detail. We have to care about each other, first and foremost, on the team. You have to care for your teammates. You have to encourage your teammates. You have to uplift your teammates. And we have to work We have to work hard, man. We have to work hard. We have to pay attention to film. Uh, you know, just from top to bottom, we have to take care of each other and motivate each other to be the best we could be. I know coaches love to have competition during camp at the different position groups. Hey, look, I know it's early, but it seems like there's some real interesting competition at some of these position groups. Oh, yeah. I think all over the field, you know, we have lots of different faces, lots of new names, um, some young guys, and some some vets as well. And, you know, guys are competing. Uh, guys want to make this roster, and uh, guys want to show what they can do. So uh, each time you go out there and you get a rep, guys are trying, trying to take full advantage of it. Mark, I've known you for a couple of years now. And I noticed that last year, and more so even now, you seem you seem more comfortable, I guess, not only in yourself, but in your role on this team. Yeah, I'm just, you know, just, you can't, 
there's no substitute for experience and no substitute for taking reps. And just um, all the years that I've had and just being able to get out there and get game experience, um, have success, have failures, it's just shaped me to be comfortable and be confident in my abilities and confident in my offensive line and confident in what we're doing within the offense. So um, I think just that experience, man, just those reps over time has just, you know, helped me become the player I am today, be confident and be comfortable in our system. You may use different words than I'm going to use here, but it, it sure seemed like the way that you carried the ball and the way that you carried yourself last year, you had this air of, let me show you what I'm all about. And it translated, obviously. So with that being said, how do you go into this year? What's, your, what's that mindset then going to be if you want to build on that? My mindset is just that I want to be the best, man. And last year was just a small dose of, of what I'm capable of doing. Um, uh, I've been waiting for an opportunity to prove myself that if I get, if I'm an every down back, if I'm in there, that I, you know, I could be an elite back in this league, one of the best backs in this league, and that's just my mindset going forward. I want to be the best. I want to be the greatest, and I want to show people uh, that um, when I get the opportunities, there's not many backs in the league better than me. So you only want to come out when when? Never. <laughs> I never want to come out. I want to come out first down, second down, third down, or fourth down. I want to be in there every down. Are you are you better? You know, I love when guys try to describe running backs. Oh, he's a great running back between the tackles, or this guy's even better when we put him in space. Where are you most comfortable and, and, and why? I'm most comfortable with the ball in my hands, okay. whether I'm running inside and have to get tough yards, or if you give me the ball in space, and I could create something in space as well. I think um, I haven't had lots of opportunities to have the ball in open field or open space, but um, when I do get the opportunity, I plan on taking full advantage of it and showing everybody what I could do because uh, I could do it all. I could do. I could run inside. I could run outside. I could run the toss. I could run the screens. I could run the routes and catch the ball. And if you give me the ball in the space, I can uh, make big plays, explosive plays. So uh, that's just my main asset is just to keep going, keep pushing, and uh, proving everybody what type of player I am. Tell me about your teammates. As I'm watching practice here, and let's just say the next coming days, give me a couple guys that maybe I ought to keep an eye on that maybe I wasn't thinking about. Um, a couple guys you should probably keep an eye out for. Um, you know, we got, uh, you know, Bro is real good, Delvin Bro. Um, I think Stephon Anthony, he's real athletic. I think once he gets settled in and confident in what he's doing, I think he's going to be a real great player. Um, on offense, we got Murphy, 48. I think he's. I think people are overlooking him. Um, but he's a great guy. He's a great runner inside and getting the ball in space and return games. And um, uh, everybody, man, just keep a lookout for everybody, man. We got talent all over the field. You gave me some names. I'll yeah. take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get some rest. Enjoy the visit with all you. Right, thanks. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. 
All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. This is Pelicans guard Eric Gordon, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Black and Blue Report. We continue from the Greenbrier here in West Virginia. We're at Saints Camp, but we're not afraid to talk some Pelicans, too, because it's been an exciting offseason for New Orleans. We've already heard from Quincy Pondexter this week, and we're pleased to welcome in Eric Gordon, who's coming off of one of his best seasons as a Pelican, and uh, I know is anxious to get started again. Well, maybe not just yet, but Eric, are, are you getting antsy yet, or are you still enjoying the summer? Uh, a little bit of both. I'm definitely looking forward to this season. Uh, I think it's a very important year for us to keep growing and thrive this year. And, uh, you know, it's been a good summer so far. Uh, and uh, looking forward to the season for sure. Eric, I'm at training camp with the Saints for like the next 24 days. I know you're a well-traveled man. Um, do you have any tips uh, to help me survive a hotel for 24 days? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's That's tough to stay anywhere in the world for 24 days so as I already know it's tough you know it's interesting the way that the NFL does their training camp and the way that the NBA does theirs um, are you familiar with the NFL's way of doing things with regard to training camp and 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 if so what would you what would you say is good that maybe basketball should adopt about the way they get ready for their season well what I do like what the Saints are doing is that they're they're going away from everything I know it's a little hot down here but I'm pretty sure it's hot in West Virginia too, but just to give them away, uh, keep them away and and really focus on their game plan and what they need to be doing. I think NBA should do the same thing. I, I mean, you could see, you could see some certain some teams that are venturing off, you know, going away from friends and family and just focusing on the team for like a week or two, and then you got your game. So you know, it, it you know there's no uh, you know there's no disruption on what you need to focus on the team when you're away. You know, they only play four preseason games. How would you like to do just four for the NBA? Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Because <laughs> you don't really need that many. You really don't need that many games. I wish, I just wish they cut down during the season so many uh, back-to-back because they, really, they really put a lot of pressure on your body. You know, speaking of the back-to-backs, there's been, you know, there, was, there was the adjustment last year of having the longer all-star break. Um, did you like that? Yeah, I loved it. I loved the longer all-star break because it just gets you away from the game a little bit and you can go on longer vacations and stuff like that. And uh, I think it's good for everybody. But, uh, you know, somehow we, we just got to figure out a way to cut the back-to-backs down. Well, would you, be, would you be okay with making the season longer, maybe starting a little bit earlier so you could spread those games out? Or, or do you need to keep the, the, the calendar the same, Eric? No, they can make it longer. That's why I think uh, if you if you cut down the uh, preseason games, maybe not even to maybe like two or three. I mean, you really don't need too many games to to really get you started. That's why you know the best teams they always it's all, it always comes down to chemistry, and you really don't need too many preseason games to show how good you are uh, when the season starts. You know, you talked about you, you talk about maybe lengthening the season, which would then perhaps shortened training camp is that possible now because because guys in this era 
arrive at training camp in shape and ready to go as opposed to say 20 years ago? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I would say basketball is more of a year-round sport now. So you, you know, you try to, you know, players they have to deal with the, uh, with the long season, long travels, and you know, with that many games. So, so somehow we just gotta, you know, somehow you know, cut down on um, some of the preseason games, training camp, and just get right to it to regular season. I mean, that's a lot of games to, to make a lot of adjustments during the season. Pelicans guard Eric Gordon with us here on the Black and Blue Report. You know, on the baseball side, Eric, John Smoltz last weekend in his Hall of Fame induction speech uh, wanted to speak to, you know, young people playing baseball saying that baseball is not a year-round sport and you've got to take some time off and maybe we can cut down on these Tommy John surgeries and whatnot. You know, you mentioned that basketball has become a year-round sport and and some would argue that that's why some guys are breaking down injury-wise during the season. Do you subscribe to that and – and what is the balance between having a productive summer but also letting your body recover? Well, you know, before you – because you want to stay in shape. I mean, you definitely want to stay in shape even some, somehow during the offseason. you got to take your breaks. But the 82-game the season is, is meant for your body to break down. Like, you're not really sleeping that well. You're not really um, – you're not really sleeping that well. The travel – I mean, just so many, and just so many games, and you know, with the contact, with a contact sport that we have, you know, a bump or, or just any minor thing can hurt you along the way, and and you got to do, you got to find a way. I mean, it's, I mean, you really have to grind and find a way to keep your body uh, healthy throughout the season because it's not really meant for your body's not meant for an 82 game season plus with all the traveling, you know, and everything. So it's it's tough. You know, think back when you were when you were younger, Eric. Um, you obviously had a very productive high school basketball career, but you've also been involved in AAU basketball at different stages of your young life. Um, what what at this point is probably of most benefit to young players trying to to learn the game and 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 get themselves ready for for perhaps the next level? Is it is it more of a going back to the old way of concentrating on high school basketball or? Is AAU uh, a, a, a working a working uh, model right now? Well, that's that's a question that definitely needs to be answered because the, you know all the competition is in AAU. You're playing against the top guys around the world, and I mean most of the guys that are in NBA today. You, I mean, I played against them in AAU. You know, I never mm-hmm. hardly ever get that chance in high school. Very, very rarely you get to play against a prototypical NBA player at that age. So, you know, it's give and take. It's tough. You know, AAU just plays way too many games. They have way too many tournaments. So somehow they got to cut down on some of those games. But, uh, you know, because it can make a major effect on you as you get older because your body's just going to break down at some point. Eric, you had a player option on your contract. You took the option and decided to stay here with the Pelicans. Um, talk me through your decision process. What made you want to take the option and, and move forward with this group right now? Well, it was a no-brainer when we um, uh, when we made it to the playoffs. That was just something our team really, you know, we we just kind of grew together and grew up, you know, at that stage. I know we played well ever since the All Star break, you know, with uh, bringing on along Quincy and Norris and and uh, and with all the other additions that we had, and you know, we just really, you know, we really felt like we could, you know, be a special team and we could do something 
for the long haul. So it's, you know, there was no no doubt that I was going to come back and um, and see how really how good we can be towards the future. What should fans know about your new head coach, Alvin Gentry? Very, um, I mean, he's a relationship guy, very personable guy. I mean, this guy, I talk to him all the time. You know, he's all about relationships and getting guys on the same page, and uh, and that's what he's about. I mean, that's why our team is going to get together here soon in a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, he's all about getting guys together, relationships, and, and uh, you know, he's a funny guy, too. He loves to, you know, crack jokes, and he's just a talker. He loves talking to everybody. How does that translate to a game? And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of what you're speaking of is it seemingly is off the floor. Um, how does that benefit you, and how does that benefit a team uh, in a game situation? Oh, major. I mean, it makes the communication. It makes uh, makes you learn the game because when you're when you're talking and having fun outside of just basketball, it just makes the team grow even more and make just makes things more easier to you know emulate anything whether it's on the court whether it's you know you just start to understand each other more and that's why we was I think that was just some of our problem last season and we basically figured it out towards the towards the end of the season that if we just get our chemistry better from the from the start no matter we, you just never know how good we can be so it's it, it was just great to, to have a coach like like Alvin really I mean harp on that from the start all right, Eric, at the risk of making you sound old here, which I don't really want to do, but you are a veteran, and I, and I still think back to your days with the Clippers, and now you've had such a long body of work with the Pelicans. Um, tell me how your game has changed, because I, I get that question a lot about you and how your game has evolved. How would you say it has moved along through your pro career? Um, you know, it's had its ups and downs. I, I would say, um, you know, when I was with the Clippers, we played a fast style of play. So when you play fast, you have opportunities to show your athletic ability as far as attacking the rim, seeing open holes while you're going to the rim, making an extra pass, and you're just playing explosive all the time. When you're in the half court, which is we've been playing over the past, you know, since Mighty been here, you know, it's it's uh you gotta it's a, it's a grind type of game, so you gotta play some half court sets. It's it's very hard to to make explosive plays when you're trying to slow the game down and when it's all about uh, at the time in the half court, it's all about making efficient plays and making good spot-up shots. That's why when I got injured last year, uh, early on in the season, the first thing I thought was if I, you know, with the type of guards that we have, if I was able to knock down threes and spread the floor and, and let other guys operate, I thought it would help our team. So, you know, you got to play more of a role when you're in a half court and when you're, um, you know, when Alvin's interest it's all about shooting and attacking all the time relentlessly. And that's, that's why I think we're going to be one of the best scoring teams in the NBA just because of that. All right. How many points per game do the Pelicans average this season? Do you think this season, I think it was just under a hundred. Yeah. But now, now in this new system, how many points per game do you think it'll be? Um, I think we'll be top two in the league. I think we'll be, Right around 109, oh, 110. I think. I mean, we we have those type of scores to do that. So I think you'll see a lot of almost every game over 100. That's for sure. 
You know, but we, we, we fail to talk about defense with Alvin Gentry, and yet if you look at his body of work, that's just as prominent as the offense. So what's what works with his defensive philosophy that maybe we're overlooking? Well, it's, I mean, I think that's what he probably learned a lot at Golden State, that it, it, it's very possible. You know, at Golden State, they was number one in both categories, which that's, that's pretty dominant right there. And I think we're very capable, capable of doing that. And, um, you know, sometimes when you work so hard on offense, you forgot, you forget what you're, you know, what you need to do on defense sometimes. But, um, you know, I, I think we're just going to be a different team. Uh, we're not going to just be a big-time offensive team. I think defense is going to be a, a major priority for us also. So I, we'll be better than what people think. All right, before I let you go, coolest thing you've done this summer, Eric? Coolest thing I've done this summer. Mm. Oh man, there's there's been some good there's been some good trips. Um, <laughs> I've been to Cabo fishing. I just left the Bahamas for a camp where um, where we had a little we played a little game. You know, like Clay Thompson was there, Draymond Green was there, um, Shelvin Mack was there. I mean, uh, I mean, you just had so many. As far as a hobby, going to Cabo and catching marlins, but and also having fun playing a game in a little celebrity game was uh, this past week in the Bahamas. So it was uh, those are my two highlights this year, this summer. So let me get this straight: you got paid to go to the Bahamas because you did a, a camp, quote unquote. Is that how this works? Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. You know, that's where I, <laughs> that's where my mom's from, so I, I go down there all the time. Okay, I just want to make sure that, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, this was all fair because it doesn't sound like it, but. (laughs) Um, Anything else the rest of the way, or do you now get solely focused on getting ready for camp? Um, I I do. uh, August 1st is always, you know, because you don't want to start way too early to be ready, but, um, you know, August 1st is always time for me to really get back in full shape and get in the swing of things and, uh, and, uh, You'll be ready for camp, that's for sure. Yep, and it'll be here before you know it. Hey, I'm so glad you called in. It was great to catch up with you. We don't get to talk much during the summer, but I enjoyed it very much. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me. You got it. Eric Gordon, Pelicans Guard, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy Text Alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new nutty super grain vegan smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior protein, super grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Hope you enjoyed our Black and Blue Report today from the Greenbrier. Thanks again to Eric Gordon and Mark Ingram for uh, being with us. Final thought from you before we uh, head into our afternoon activities, which will include? 
Well, we know the afternoon is going to be a walkthrough on the lower field, so on the, on the turf. So um, there's going to be some installation, but not anything full speed. Uh, we look forward to seeing what those guys know. I'm, I'm sure the coaches look forward to seeing what they've retained because that's what it's all about. It's just about teaching and what, you re what your retention level is. And then tomorrow morning we come back out here at 8.50 a.m. Eastern time and crank it up all over again. And these guys will come back out here, I'm sure, in, in helmets and maybe shoulder pads. They won't be in pads for another couple of days. We look forward to that because I know these guys are pretty much chomping at the bit to get around to hitting each other, but they're not going to be able to do that just yet. In fact, you know, Keenan Lewis yanked down Nick Toon on that long, long touchdown, and they were telling him, stay up, stay up, stay up. So they don't want these guys on the ground right now, but Keenan couldn't help himself. He was a little ticked off with himself about that, so he yanked Nick down. Nick paid the price for it. But, uh, yeah, we look forward to these guys getting back out here and competing some more tomorrow, and, you know, maybe some of these receivers will start separating themselves from each other. Maybe some of these running backs behind C.J. Spiller and Mark Ingram will start separating themselves. What do you want to write about today on NewOrleansSaints.com? Uh, I'm going to have a little bit of uh, Drew Brees update, just, you know, how he got, just seems to be almost ageless in his preparation and those kinds of things. And, uh, and we'll sprinkle in, hopefully, tomorrow uh, a little bit of update on Mark Ingram. You talked to him today and everyone else talked to him. And, and so we'll try to get a little bit more update on, on Mark. We'll have an afternoon wrap for you as well on NewOrleansSaints.com and your Saints mobile app presented by Acme Oyster House. We've got coverage all throughout training camp. Stay with us for that. And then the Black and Blue Report will be our chance for John and I to flesh some things out and have some interesting guests along the way. Great start. Day one was pretty good. Sun's out now at the Greenbrier, and we hope you're having a great day wherever you are, Saints fans and Pelicans fans too. Until tomorrow, right here on the Black and Blue Report. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.